All right, go for it. It was popping this your boy K Stan and we back with another freaky, freaky, freaky podcast. How are y'all? Oh, good. I'm better. I'm real better right now. Life is life is real sweet out here. You know what I'm saying? I wanted to to contact you guys to let you guys know that this is a special occasion. A very special occasion. Why? Because as you might know, you may be listening to this on iTunes podcast. I want to shout out to Shumar. Thanks for going ahead and getting me on that tip, making me make that move on over to iTunes, where all the people are. You got to go where the people are. Uh, so if it's more convenient for you, uh, say thank you to Shumar if you know him, and uh, thanks for tuning in. So what are we going to talk about, man? Matter of fact, let's not even t- get right into anything. Let's just see how you're doing. How are you doing? You doing good? Oh, what's going on? Your mom just graduated college? That's that's nice. I went to California last week. This week, actually. California was really nice, man. Look, look, look. I don't care that you just got your driver's license or you just got a new car. I went to California, man. It was pretty dope. Like, I jumped off the plane, and it was warm. It was nice. So... Forget your story. I'm about to tell my story. So what happened? Uh, my company, Crutchfield, I work for an audio company. They uh, they were like, hey, you want to go on this training? I'm like, uh, sure. You know, I'm kind of unsure because I've never been on a work training before or like a work convention or whatever. And they're like, yeah, you should go. This is in California and it's only two weeks away. I said, whoa, that's kind of soon. I look at the price for the thing. That one was like four grand or so. it was it was a few grand. I was like, ooh, are y'all sure? They were like, yeah, go do it. I said, okay. Every step of the way was like, are y'all sure? The the, the plane tickets was like nine hundred. I was like, are y'all sure? They was like, yeah, go do it. I was like, all right, bump it. So you, they flew your boy out there to to go talk about user experience, you know, web design with my peers. I met people from Amazon, uh, Alpine. Uh, all over the place. Just, it was really cool. So they're like, hey, go. So I go. Um, I flew out Sunday night or Sunday morning, actually, at like 5 a.m. Uh, went to Dallas, got all my bags checked and stuff like that. So this is my second time coming on a plane. Uh, so I'm excited, but I'm like, I got to get there. I got two planes to hop on. Got to make sure my bags are checked. This is really far away. This is across the country to freaking California, which is a place I've never been. I've been as far as I want to say Nevada or Arizona, um, but never to California. So, boys getting on the plane and everything, and everything's going smooth. Um, and I'm saying about all my peoples, you know, flying in on a, f- you know, just coming over the clouds and stuff. Uh, and I get the window seat for both my flights. And for the second flight, uh, I'm flying over, I think... Albuquerque, New Mexico. That's probably the farthest I've been. So we're flying over there, and then we fly for a little bit more, and then I look out the window and I look down, and of course you see these little pockets of cities like mixed in with desert, and then you see these mountains. Like they're not massive, but they're like really small mountains. You get over these mountains, which have a little bit of snow on them, and then you see like, boom! It's just people. It's like this is California. You start seeing buildings everywhere. You start seeing like the ocean and it was just gorgeous. You could tell that you were in a different place. The air got 
lighter, fresher. I was like, man, this is this is really cool. So I get off the plane, uh, run into the you know, run to the the thing, get all my bags and stuff. Uh, I call an Uber, Uber my way to the hotel. The hotel I'm staying at was like a Marriott spa, a Marriott spa and something. So like it was real fancy, uh, and it was at this place near uh, Fashion Island. So I was in Santa Ana, California, across the street from Fashion Island. Uh, if you don't know where that is, and neither did I, it's okay. It's like a super duper, uber high end area, like a corporate slash shopping area, like an hour away from uh, Los Angeles. So I hop in there. I'm like, yo, this is nice. I get a room. I got a nice view of the golf course and the freaking water out there. And it's just clear. It's blue. And everyone's got their windows open. It's like 12 o'clock in the afternoon. I'm in the hotel room with my window open, just taking it in, man. It was beautiful. So I'm like, all right, enjoy that for a little bit. Got to get dressed, get ready for the meeting. So I head over to their meeting. Their kingdom hall has a glass back. So you know where the, the speaker is usually giving the talk. Behind him was nothing but glass and like a garden behind it. I was like, yo, these guys are doing it big out here. It was really nice. Um, they had their front door open the whole meeting because it was just so nice outside. I'm like, yo, Cali is is where it's at. And their comments were just like funny. So like there's Virginia and then there's Maryland comments. And then there's California comments. So they were like real cool and funny with each other. Like they were calling out the speaker on the stage. And it was just real funny. So it wasn't even like a like a Maryland just off the wall stuff or a Virginia ticky tacky or you know a, a funny ha ha office joke here like it was just wild it was like a not a comedy show but it was funny and they the, the way they did it they kept on task and they were still talking about a subject and it was still good information so I really appreciated that uh, but a couple guys there shout out to Ethan and Zach um, yeah man we just hung out. Went and played basketball. Your boy went 10-0 and on them Cali courts. I ain't never lost in Cali because I ain't no scrub. They don't know that, though. But I ain't no scrub over there. I'm a scrub in VA, though. Um, what else? Went to the conference. That was yeah, yeah. Uh, Tuesday, went to another meeting. Saw the, a different congregation. Met a brother who was from England who has an Australian accent to me. He's living in California. He was like, I'm like, how'd you end up over here from freaking Britain? Like, I just did it. So he's been there for seven years. I was like, yo, that's that's kind of legit. And he was talking about going to the Philippines to serve and stuff. So like people are really about their stuff, man. Um, and the area was super duper cool. And the water was nice. Um, and one thing about that part of California was there was just so much money. Like the whole time I was walking around, I just could feel... That there was so much money. You know how, like, you feel like you don't belong? But I don't normally feel that way anywhere. Like, I don't feel like I don't belong. I feel like maybe I don't fit in. Because I feel like wherever I'm at, I belong. That That's just, if I'm there, that's me. But when I was there, I definitely felt that I was not the same as everyone else. Everyone was driving Porsche Macans and Bentleys and Ferraris and I'm telling you I didn't take a lot of pictures of cars because every car was super nice I saw like a 70 year old Asian woman I promise you 70 years old Asian woman driving a McLaren just like it was nothing and her son in the passenger seat it was just wild like there were no Camrys Porsches were their Camrys Teslas everywhere like it was just crazy and in fact I met a young brother 
who's studying uh, like aero engineering for space. Um, and his dad works for the company Fisker or uh, Karma that makes electric cars. And he was, you know, he's like, yeah, my dad's an engineer for him. He's talking about like it's nothing. I'm like, dude, what are you like? What? <laughs> like, yo, that's that's crazy. Like there was just so much money there. Uh, it was just wild. The hotel that we were doing the conference at had cars lined up out to Wazoo just AMG this, BMW that, Bentley this, limo that. It was just it was just crazy. You could just tell you were in an area with a lot of money. And you know how we have car car dealerships here and the luxury car dealerships are kind of small. So even in Tyson's they have a Bentley dealer but it's like 10 cars maybe that. Their Bentley dealer was massive. It was like a regular like a Toyota car dealership. They had Land Rover, uh Jaguar, uh you name it it was just like everything and they were like massive dealers it wasn't like the small stuff that we have even in our expensive areas up here because the people over there they have money like that it was it was crazy man it was super crazy um and my thoughts about the area uh i really liked it and even from only like four three days that i was there i could tell that that is definitely something i could do um, not specifically Moneyville, where I was at, but people are saying Costa Mesa, Costa Mesa is a good spot uh, because it's kind of like a mix of suburb. Like prices are still high. Their gas was like their regular gas was like three twenty or three fifty. It was crazy. But they said, um, you know, the cost of living and you know your employment they kind of work together. Their minimum wage was like ten fifty or something. So meanwhile, in Virginia, it's like seven fifty. So it's a big difference in how they live. Uh, one thing I was definitely saying and battling with is I could do it, but I don't know if I should do it. it it's one of those things. Like I, I said, I could, I could definitely see myself living here. I don't know if I could see myself serving Jehovah faithfully here. And that's a major thing to say. And when I say that, it's not that I mean, I'm just going to fall out of the truth or something or go, go commit some serious sin. Um, I just kind of feel like the amount of money and nice things there would make me want that money and those nice things. And I would pursue it in a way, um, not just dropping everything to go pursue it, but you know, if you get a nice job, you get a nice job, you go work that job. Uh, you go get your money. That's kind of what you do. And I could see myself falling into that line of, Oh, I make so much a year and I don't need this golf. I can get Audi and I live here, and this is what it's going to be. Like, it, I could see myself doing that. So, glad to be back home. Uh, I enjoy my doormat that says home sweet home because it, it's starting to mean a little bit more. I'm starting to not be here as much, starting to travel a little bit more. Uh, a lot, at least for me, I don't travel too often. But, you know, that was an excellent trip. So, now we can talk about your mother getting her driver's license finally tell me about it no we're not really even going to talk about that we're going to talk about the freaking black panther the black power movement of the freaking century i've never seen i've never seen my people come together so well except for a marvel movie and a dude wearing black tights and freaking michael b his hair was cool man his hair was actually pretty dope it was like a odell beckham like high top fade with dreads it's kind of dope not gonna lie um but yeah so 
I'm not really going to talk about Black Panther the movie as a review. I'm going to talk about it more as like a... I don't know how to describe it. Like a thought process of the whole... The whole time frame that it happened. So, of course, before Black Panther was coming out and when it was coming out, all my fellow African Americans were getting extremely hyped. Uh, you know, this is the first major black superhero movie, which is kind of a big deal. Um, and everyone's like, nobody, nobody white better sit in the theater making jokes like that, uh, which is, you know, the Internet's the Internet. So it's going to say things it doesn't quite really mean. And then there are people that mean it who just aren't smart. But uh, I thought it was really interesting how the African-American community came together to support this movie. Uh, wearing daishikis to the theater. Everyone had on a daishiki. And what was funny was I wanted a daishiki before this movie. Like there's a Swahili congregation out here and they were wearing a, uh, a daishiki. And I was like, yo, I need one of those. Give me one of those. And like three or four months came past and I still don't have a daishiki. Now the movie came out and everybody got a daishiki. I don't want a daishiki no more because then everybody will be like, oh, the Black Panther, blah, blah, fist in the air. Meanwhile, there wasn't a daishiki in the movie. But yeah, I, I, I really thought it was a, a decent movie. I thought it was kind of funny watching everyone come together. It wasn't, I think people were going into it expecting it to be like a social movement or a political statement. And it wasn't that at all. Like, even I had to adjust, tailor my thoughts. Like, I had, I was like, okay, what's it going to be? Because I didn't know if everybody was going to hype it up. Is this political thing or whether it was just a regular superhero movie? But I was telling myself it was just going to be a regular superhero movie. And it turned out to be just that. It's just a Marvel superhero movie, man, with black people in it, which was really cool. They they threw some political, uh, political correctness punchlines in there, which was all right. I mean, take the shots while you can. It was like three or four, you know calling people colonizer and stuff a little tasteless but i get it 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 fit the movie i thought it was funny i laughed at the time so you know i i get it i'm i'm not one of those party poopers i know a a friend of mine who uh she won't go see the movie one because she's a huge marvel snob and she doesn't want to she didn't like the character anyway so she's not gonna go see it and plus all these black people are acting ignorant she's black these black people are acting ignorant so she doesn't want to see it because she doesn't want to support this blah 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 i i get not wanting to join the hype but just go see the movie it was a good movie man you know and it had black people it was just cool not a, not a major deal, but it's kind of a big deal, man. It's not often that, you know, you see a whole bunch of black people in the movie and, and everybody else is not black. Um, one of the things I did see that actually kind of did make me feel like, hmm, this kind of did something, was I was walking through Target and I saw some Black Panther toys. You know how they have a ki- the toys for the kids? And I saw a black boy and a white, or a black boy and a black girl on the box. And they were using the toy or whatever for the display. And that was, like, really interesting because you saw it and it was like, wow. Um, It's not something you think about, but when you see it, you're like, huh, that's different. Like, the toy is specifically not marketed towards black people, but that's who's on the box. Like, you know, every toy company has white guy, white girl, mixed race kid or some other race kid or black kid on every other box. Like, they have four or five different prints. For that one, it just had those two, and those were the probably the main two. Sure, there were probably white kids on the boxes elsewhere, maybe. 
But that was, you know, you never really see a black kid in a Captain America suit on the box. So I was like, huh, that's interesting. Um, but what did you guys think? Tell me what you thought. It was a pretty decent movie. There were parts in it where uh, it got a little close to a little ancestor worship there. It made me, uh, made my conscience tingle a little bit. But uh, closed my eyes and me and Jehovah, we got through it together. He was probably not there. So I should probably not mention his name in that. So, yeah, I apologize. <laughs> I do I do apologize for that. But, anyway, maybe you guys don't know, but yesterday was International Women's Day. And if you didn't know, your boy Kendall here is a professional woman respecter. And also have a membership of the Woman Hater Club. So, you're going to get both sides of it today. Uh... You know how they have those, like, international days, like, random days, like, International Dog Day. Like, who decided that? And it just comes out of nowhere. It was, like, an internet made-up thing. Randomly, it was Women's Day. And everybody's starting to go, or they went crazy for that, just making IG posts and stuff. And that's kind of like, eh, whatever. It, it, what, is it, what does it mean? Um, you know, it, the, the whole world right now is all about women power, which is cool. But... Not getting political, but I don't feel like women are suppressed in any way, man. Or not any way, but... I don't feel like women are that suppressed. Like, the things that they might might find that they're at a disadvantage versus guys, even if they're societal, are more, like, biological or natural... Like, a reaction to the action kind of thing, if that makes any sense. Like... It, it it just is what it is. Like, women don't get treated the same as guys because we're not the same. Like, if women were treated the same as guys, we'd have issues and everybody would have a problem. There's a reason a guy can hit a guy and it's all right, and then a girl can hit a guy and it's all right, but if a guy hits a girl, it's it's wrong because there's differences between the two, the two genders. So, you know, the stuff like girls should be able to wear whatever they want and never have to feel ashamed yeah sure but if you dress like a hooker i'm gonna call you a hooker and you're probably gonna get treated like a like a hooker so it's stuff like that um and i don't think that's you know thought movement 2018 or whatever year it is that's that's what we're on so it's kind of interesting watching the world crumble um eating itself alive with political correctness and women control and men being silent it's it's gonna be a gender war a race war and world war three and that's when armageddon is gonna come and you should be able to see it coming because the signs are there so congrats to the women but on that topic uh i've I've heard sisters say this and it kind of bugs me and i don't know why it bugs me so i'm just gonna talk it out with you guys um i hate it when singer sisters say like they know that they're not going to get a man. They know that they're never getting married. So blah, 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 blah. And then they run on. Um, and these aren't necessarily like ugly sisters that say this. It's usually decent sisters that could get a man, but there's things that they got to work on. And then they just say, oh, I'll never get a man. So I'm doing this, that, and the other. Um, and I talked to a sister about this and she explained it to me. And I got parts of it, but I couldn't help but disagree. Um so when a sister says that she'll, she's never getting married, to me, what it tells me 
is that she either is in like a mood where she's downing herself. It's like a, a downing assurance thing. Like, oh, I'm never going to get a man. And I'm cool with that. Like, that's not showing confidence or understanding. That's just, that's being, that's having a a, a, a low self-importance, low self-esteem and just masking it over with this fake bravado like this fake confidence this fake like everything is fine i'm not gonna get a man but i'm cool with that so i'm just living the best life that i'll live um and it's not necessarily that these sisters want to be single they want to have a man um but i feel like when sisters say that they're they don't necessarily mean it like i don't think it's that hard to get a, a, a brother in the truth I don't. I just don't. Um, I know that the ratios, but Kendall, my ratios, Kendall, my ratios, seven to one or something, something crazy like that. There's more sisters than brothers out there. So obviously not everyone's going to get one. I understand that. But that being said, I don't think it's that hard to get one. So sisters, here's your, uh, go ahead and grab your pen and paper and I'm going to break it down to you. This is how you get a brother in the truth. One, be baptized. That's a simple requirement. A simple requirement. For you to be considered in the truth, you need to be baptized anyway. So I'm just laying out the qualifications for this list here. Be in the truth. Be baptized. Two, comment and go out and fill service. Be a good servant of Jehovah. If you are baptized and you are commenting and going out in service, you're halfway there, boo. You're halfway there. Number three, personality. If you have some sort of personality and you're not super duper pressed over a guy and, you know, you're just out there having fun and serving God and being funny. And if you're funny or you're you're very happy, go lucky, you're outgoing. If you have those three things, you will most likely find a man almost ASAP. Now, if by that chance you do not, number four, appearance. Keep yourself fit and shape. Make sure there is no reason for any guy to be like, ooh, she's everything but she doesn't look the point. She kind of looks like a big toe. Don't give anybody that reason. And if you look halfway decent, if you're like a five or a six, there will be some brother that will pick you up. I guarantee it. Number five, I'm not going to necessarily say this is a need. But maybe you might want to consider what you're looking for. Maybe you might want to adjust your standards. I'm not saying lower them. I'm just saying adjust them. So if they go down, they go down. You know, um, I feel like sometimes sisters, they, they they say, oh, I want a six foot brother. Who's this, that and that? They don't mean that. Most sisters just want a good guy who, who does the right thing and is a man about his business. That's really just it. Um, and that's all fine and dandy. But when you add on certain things like he's got to be of this shape or from this ethnicity or from that and this and that and this we already talked about the ratios you already understand you don't have your choice and i am not going to say this like i'm a expert or anything but for women i've heard that i've heard i've heard that the connection isn't always there immediately but it grows so this brother may not be the most attractive or this, that, and the other, but I've heard, I've heard 
the connection grows. So if someone's approaching you that you may not find to be your cup of tea, I'm not saying hear him out, but hear him out maybe. You might find out, hey, this is a good dude, handles his business, he's all right. I might give him a shot. You ever wonder how the finest sisters end up with ugly dudes who aren't funny? It's because sometimes the dude was just handling his business at the right time and she gave him a chance. But if you talk to her about it, she's like, oh, I love him with all my heart. He's such a good guy, blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, I don't really think it's that hard to just do your job. And here's the things. So we talked about five things that you should do. I'm not going to say there's five, but here's things that you don't do. You don't thought around on the gram. All right. You don't get on Snapchat and be all hoochie mama out there. You don't got to show everything. Everybody's seeing everything. You don't got to do that because what you're doing is you're taking yourself off the market. Right. If you are being not promiscuous, but you show too much on Snap or IG or Instagram because you're living your life and you're single and you could do it. That's going to keep you living your life and single like brothers, even though we like looking at the sister who's got everything out. What we want to put a ring on is a chase woman. And you can, if you if you ever wonder why a lot of guys holler at you or talk to you or you talk to a lot of guys, but it never goes anywhere, it's because you attract those kind of guys. Think about the image that you're putting out. Do you wear tight clothes? Do you wear things that are revealing? If so, you're going to attract guys who aren't about much, who say, oh, I just want a girl that, you know, she looks this, that, and the other, and super hot if he wants the ig if you're the ig model he's gonna be with the ig model but he's not gonna be with you no one wipes that it just that's just not how it goes so don't do that and do the other five things that i mentioned you might be all right and don't run around saying that you won't get a man because then you definitely won't get a man you got to speak these things into existence you got to speak these things into existence so if you really want a man just be like hey i don't got one right now but Maybe one day if the good Lord allows me, I'll have one. But right now, I'm going to just keep doing my thing because I know I'm a catch. And I'm going to be like, you go, sister. You show is. You show are. Yes, boo. Yes. No homo. But I mean it. Um, So I've done a lot of talking. So now it's time to wrap this thing up. Tomorrow, actually today, because I'm recording this at 12.44 a.m., Marks a year that your boy has been out on his own. Your boy has been in Seville for one whole calendar year. That's pretty cool. That's a cool accomplishment. I didn't know it flew by so fast. I just want to thank my mom, my brothers, everybody that's helped me out along the way. Charlottesville East Congregation, my friends. You know what I'm saying? I want to thank everybody for helping me to get to where I'm at right now. I'm just saying we're still chugging. I still don't have my place decorated. The walls are still white, but we're putting up a good fight out here, man. I just really appreciate you guys' support. Um, I feel like I've changed. Uh, with that out of the way, a little bit of reflection. Um, since moving out, your boy, I do feel like I've definitely matured a lot faster um, than I ever thought imaginable. Not ever thought imaginable, but I definitely matured, grown into some things. Um, you know, definitely discovering myself a lot more and there's still a long way to go. So uh, thank you guys for joining me on this journey and we're going to keep fighting and we're going to keep doing right and we're going to, yeah, we're going to, yeah, go team, yeah, yeah. All right, if you made it this long, I applaud you. (laughs) 
I really do. Um, but thank you for checking out the podcast. I really appreciate it. Um, I'll get back to you when I get back to you. But other than that, man, uh, keep it tight. Keep it right. Yeah, yeah.